Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to the second part of the little mini series I'm doing within this podcast. And I want to talk about fear and fear being the enemy of action. It's a subject I feel really, really passionate about. And if it wasn't for taking the steps that have worked for me in the past, I wouldn't have started this podcast. And I certainly wouldn't be writing another book. And I'm not saying that to be smug, I'm just saying it to give you some strength. If you're listening to this right now and you're feeling fear about something, uh, I want to encourage you to take some action. So I'm going to break that down and try and get you started taking that first step out of fear. Um, Fear is a funny one, isn't it? It's, I'll give you some examples of how people see the fear that they have in their lives. So I'm a great believer that most fear is is actually a liar. Um, Well, the fear we feel is the story we've made up in our head about something that often if we dig deeper, we can't find any evidence behind. So it's this kind of false thing in our brain that we tap into and we let it stop us. And whether that is leaving a job Uh, leaving the safety net of having a full-time job and jumping career, whether it's leaving a partner, whether it is starting something new, like going to a new evening class or perhaps a dance class that you've never been to before. Everyone experiences fear in different ways. For some people, the thought of starting something new where they're the only person that uh, has never been before actually excites them. But for many people, just the thought of it will stop them going in the first place. My fears tended to be a little different in that I'd set a big hairy goal like I wanted to do my first ultramarathon a couple of years ago. And when I thought about running all that way, it was paralyzing. Um, But like anyone would tell you that does long distance running, you don't just step outside the front door and train at that distance right you you take baby steps and you build it up week on week increasing your mileage by no more than 10 percent a week and you know you do it slowly you you do little habits every day that lead you to you know your big goal which is crossing the finishing line of the ultramarathon so if you do tend to feel fearful about things if you do tend to become paralyzed and take no action then I'd just like you to think for a moment about what it is you'd really love to do and just just sit with it for a second. So think of something you really want to take action on, but fear is stopping you. Um, Because maybe this episode will help you take some action. So the first thing I like to do around fear is... Go out there and find someone who's already done what you want to do. So the internal dialogue I would have, for example, is, well, who am I to think I can run an ultramarathon? Must be mad. Uh, There's no way I'm going to do it. My body's going to break down. Um, I mean, talk about catastrophizing. I'd I'd imagine breaking every, every bone from my pelvis down by pounding pavements. Um... What I did was go and find the evidence around someone doing it. So what I, and you have to be really specific about this. 
go and so at the time I was 40, I would go and find someone in their 40s who was female who had run an ultramarathon and then I'd find another one and then I would find another one. You get the picture. So I'd get to gather some evidence to change the internal dialogue that would go round and round in my brain. That's the first step I always go to. Now, this is harder if you're doing, if your fear is around, I don't know, leaving a partner, um, you know, wanting to get a divorce from a marriage or, or, or whatever, because in your head, you'll say to yourself, yes, but no one's exactly like me. So no one's got the relationship that I've got with my partner. So therefore, how am I going to find evidence? But show yourself the evidence that Yes, the decision might be hard. And if you've exhausted all options, fine. Find the evidence of what could potentially happen if you left that person. So write down all the things that you would love to do if you were single again, or where you would like to go and live, or how would you would like your house to be? Um, uh, one of my clients once said, I just cannot wait for the day when I don't have to pick up my now ex-husband's socks anymore used to wind her up she said I've told him 50 million times it really really winds me up I'm not your cleaner I'm not your housemaid pick up your own socks and they were married for 25 years um and they're no longer married and she doesn't have to pick up his socks anymore I mean that's a silly example but that was one of the things she was really looking forward to because fear had paralyzed her from taking that step even though she was really unhappy because the story she told herself was, I'm never going to find anyone else. I'm going to sit there lonely uh, watching multi-episodes of Coronation Street, eating junk food, letting my body go. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to meet anyone else. What if I'm lonely? Blah, 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 blah. Actually, the reality is she doesn't have to pick up anyone's socks. She's single at the moment and happy. She's got a little dog and a rescue cat. And she's joined all these evening classes that she's always wanted to do and has never done because she felt guilty she wouldn't be spending time with her husband. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, evidence. So if you think back to your your biggest fear, go and, go and do some evidence gathering um, to strengthen your case before we move on to the next step. And evidence gathering, I think, is really, really important. And once you've done it, it leads you on to the next step, which is I want you to do one little tiny new habit that moves you in the direction of what you want to do. So an example of this would be someone who perhaps wants to go to, or wants to join a gym or an exercise club or whatever has a fear around exercise because he or she is really overweight and feels self-conscious and thinks everyone's going to laugh at them. So what I would say to a person like that is, great, let's make joining the gym your end goal for the moment. And let's make your first little tiny micro habit exercising at home. And then they say, oh yeah, but you know, I can't exercise for 45 minutes at home. No, 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 I'm not talking about 45 minutes. Let's start really, really small. So after your morning coffee, every morning, I want you to do five squats, five jumping jacks, and maybe, I don't know, what could we pick? Five sit-ups, let's say, for example. 
So that is starting really small in the step of the bigger thing that you really want to do. And using that example, I'm getting the person ready to take bigger action by introducing something very small that they can achieve every day that when they do eventually join that gym and they all know when they're ready to go, often with a little nudge from me, um, they've got used to the actual thing they're going to go and do. They've got used to the exercise. They're starting to see results. They're starting to see a little change. Those little micro habits every day of the five, five and five after a morning coffee might become 10, 10 and 10 or 20, 20 and 20. And then by the time they join the gym, part of that fear has completely gone because they've, they've started to exercise already. Another bit of fear that I see a lot from people, especially in my group of friends and my network, is people having a career change, for example. So sometimes it's people that have left the corporate world who go out on their own, maybe to do consulting work or whatever they go and do. And it's that fear of putting themselves out there. It's that fear of starting again. It's that fear of maybe having to go network, whatever it is, they have this they had this safety blanket in their corporate world. Everything was familiar. Their habits were set. Uh, they didn't think about them. A lot of it was automatic. And now they're going out on their own and that pattern has changed. And the biggest recommendation I can make to you, if that's something that you struggle with, is flip it on its head. So don't think of yourself putting yourself out there. Ask yourself the question, who can I serve? So who can I, who can I help today? Who can I, whose who's world can I change for the better today? So stop making it about you and make it about the very thing that you want to do. So let's say, for example, oh, let's think of a good one. Someone who was a communications expert in a company wants to have their own company that combines a little dating agency they've set up and they want to be a relationship coach. But the fear of going out there and talking about that to people is massive. So flipping that on, on its head, stop making it about you, the person starting the new company, and start making it about the people you want to serve. So you're not thinking about selling yourself and your services. You're thinking about the consumer who is desperate to buy and learn from the knowledge you have. How can I serve you today? What is it you're struggling with? Once you take it away from yourself and look at how you can make an impact on others, it changes everything. That fear goes because it's not about you anymore. So I've just given you an example about how doing something really, really tiny towards the goal that you want, that you have fear over, really helps. And another big recommendation I have for you is to learn to ask for help. Now, there's someone out there in the world that's doing the very thing that you really want to do, right? There's probably hundreds of them, thousands of them, if not millions of them, depending on what it is. But someone out there knows the answer to the, the, the big question, the big problem that you've got. and 
something I've noticed from spending time with really successful people is most of them, if not all of them, have absolutely no problem in asking for help. So they, if they feel that someone has the ability to help them solve a problem or move one step closer towards their goal, they'll ask for help. And it's so easy now in this internet social media age to actually just Google something, right? But it's very difficult to Google something and get some advice on it or get some guidance on it. It, but it, but it's so easy to do, and we all do it. I, I do it a lot. Actually, picking up the phone or sending a letter or, or even an email to someone that you know who has done what you want to do is a game changer. So, uh, an example of this would be me wanting to do an ultra marathon, and fortunately, I've got some really good friends who are ultra runners. Uh, some of them who are really, really successful at what they do. And when I decided that's what I wanted to do, I had this big fear around contacting them and saying, look, can you help me? It's sometimes scary to put yourself in a position of vulnerability, uh, put yourself in a position where, you know, in your head you think, oh, they might just turn around and say, oh, you know, I haven't got time or, you know, I, I, yeah, usually it's I haven't got time. Um, but nine times out of 10, if you approach in the right way, people are really, really happy to help you. Um, if it's someone in a professional field, you could say, look, would you mind if I took you out for lunch? Or uh, if it's someone who's a coach, you know, can I come and have an hour of your, your coaching time? What it, whatever it is. But sometimes people are just happy to go out for a coffee and and listen and offer you some advice. And many people actually get their sense of significance by offering their advice. So the first thing I want you to do if you are stuck in fear and not taking action is to find someone, call someone, email someone who's done what you want to do and ask them for some advice. And a few years ago, I was doing some coaching with someone. So I was being coached and they said to me, do something every day that scares you. And you see this a lot now written on Instagram and Facebook in in a pretty picture with usually mountains in the background or a seascape or something. And I used to just dismiss it. And actually when I was being coached, I understood do something every day that scares you as we've already identified, I'm good at catastrophizing, as doing things like skydiving or bungee jumping or, you know, all these horrific things that I really will never do. Uh, I've done a bungee jump, but I would never, ever do one again. I certainly don't plan on throwing myself out of a plane. Not because it scares me to death. It's because it scares me. And actually, I know that when I've done it, I won't enjoy it at all. And in the case of the bungee jumping, it yeah, left me with nightmares. So I'm not saying do something like that, but something that scares you, that's out of your comfort zone, that leads you closer to your goal. So as I just said, the first step could be to reach out to someone and call them. But the second thing is do something, stretch yourself a little towards your goal. If it's a physical goal, maybe ramp up your trading just a little bit. If it's um, setting up a new business, sit down with your phone switched off and 
um, yeah, no distractions and just lock yourself in your office for four hours and just see how much you get done. If it's oh a relationship issue, sit the person down and you, you've got a fear around confronting it. Sit the, the person down and just say, look, I'd really, really love to have an honest conversation with you. If it's uh, that you're not happy in your job, and actually, if it's just that you're not happy in your job, I don't often recommend leaving it without you know, a, a further discussion about it. But if you're really, really, really hating your job, get a spreadsheet up on, on Excel and com- comprise a list of all the things that you would absolutely love to do if you weren't doing your current job. Write those in one column. In the next column, write a list of companies that maybe potential place you could go and work in the third column write a list of recruitment agencies in the fourth column you get the picture it's a scary thing to think about because it it suddenly makes it more real but more real is actually what you want to get to because you want to get out of this fear is a liar and into taking action which is actually real so my greatest tip to you if you want to take some action on anything, is go and check out a TED Talk by Mel Robbins. She's actually written a book. Um, and it's all about what she calls the five-second rule. Uh, not um, to be confused with Bridget's five-second rule, which is if you drop toast and it lands butter side down, um, you can pick off a few dog hairs and eat it. The five-second rule that Mel talks about is using uh, five seconds to physically move to your goal or your brain will kill it. So the moment you feel an instinct or or a desire to act on a goal or a commitment, she she encourages you you to use the rule. So when you feel yourself hesitate before doing something that you know you should do, count five, four, three, two, one, go and move towards the action. It's a little bit odd when you first start practicing it, but it really, really works. Um, And it stops those excuses stepping in. If you start that countdown, you often forget the excuses and you just go for it. So I shall put the link to her talk in the notes section of this podcast episode so that you can go and have a look. I really, really recommend watching her talk. She's a powerhouse and a really, really smart lady. So five, four, three, two, one, go is my top tip on this episode for taking action. So I'm going to round up this episode. And before I do, I want to mention my dear friend, Henry. Henry died a couple of years ago. And we used to have really, really deep and philosophical chats about life and love and laughter. We had a lot of laughter. He and I shared a big fondness of Peter Kay and it usually involved us leaving silly voicemails with Peter Kay comedy lines to each other. Uh, I miss him greatly but he taught me a lot of lessons and before he died and he didn't actually think he was going to die um, but this is something that I remembered him saying to me before he eventually passed was Bridget stop apologizing for what you actually want and this has really stuck with me Uh, I think often we apologize for what we want because of fear. 
and we don't really feel that we can ask for what we want. And he said, live the life you want and not the life you feel others expect you to live. And those of you that know me well know that this was a, an important issue for me. And I'm happy to say that I am definitely living the life I want with my wonderful wife. Um, looking at all that, it's clear that happiness is actually a choice. And sometimes the fear of changing leaves us feeling stuck in, in old patterns and habits. And that can leave us feeling really unhappy. I think when we feel stuck, when we feel we're not going forward, when we fear that feel that fear has got a grip, it's really, really, it really dents our unhappiness. And I've realized recently that I get such pure joy out of taking action and watching what unfolds. And sometimes I don't always get the result I want, but I always feel good that I've taken action. So my challenge to you is to stick two fingers up at fear and I'd like you to pick one little thing to be brave about today. One little taster to get you started and prove to yourself that you can take action against the fear. And by practicing those little tastes of taking action and saying no to fear, I believe it will get you started on a more courageous and satisfying life. So I'd love you to send me a message, uh, post on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, one little tiny thing that you can do to be more courageous today. Because when you are more courageous and you take some action, you will be happier. That is what I truly believe. So let me know what you're going to do and I will see you on the next episode. It's me again. Uh, <laughs> I listened to the podcast episode back and this is an example of fear getting in the way. It's so hard for me to press publish because I, I listen back to it and I hate the sound of my speaking voice. I guess everyone does. It's like watching yourself on video. It's cringy. And I realized all the grammatical areas, errors that I'd made. But actually, you know what? None of it matters. So it's an example of a previous thing that I talked about on, on my podcast episode about procrastination. Uh, yeah, just do it. Don't fight it. Don't dither about it. Don't try and make it perfect. Take a step kick fear into touch and do something courageous. So I'm going to post this now, which is my courage for today. Have a great day, everyone. I promise I really am going. But I want to say one more thing. Are you going to take action? Please, 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 please take some action. That's it. Going, going, gone.